Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Give it to me. Hey everybody, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we strive to put listeners first. Every day we're listening to your feedback and working to improve your experience before, during, and after podcasts. We're making real changes and putting you first in everything we do. Thanks for joining us. Okay, so I don't know if you cheated yet, but Rich Trofolino, our producer, did a great thing this week and blacked out who that <laughs> intro was based on. And, I've got and I did it. No cheat. idea. I just clicked it. I'm dying. Oh, you're never gonna guess. Ticketmaster! <laughs> we listen to you every day. We work to improve your experience. Not very hard, but we do. Wow. <laughs> this is incredible. And then they're like, in 2010, Ticketmaster and Live Nation merged to create Live Nation Entertainment, which is great and not at all a horrible monopoly. And not that abuses everybody. At all going to oh. be a problem for you when you try to buy tickets last week, right before it's a thing. Or tour. <laughs> Or even to, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's incredible. Look at him. I feel like he's trying to restart the rant. He's just I like, know. It's fun. starting Let's to boil. I like it's simmering already. I was just like, putting me first. Yeah, you know, put your platinum burger, ticket burger. prices first and shove them up your live nation. Burger, burger, darg. Well, with that kind of stress, I'm going to need a vacation, Molly. <laughs> Bravo. Well done. Really? Where do you think you might go? Well, I was at a friend's party a couple of weeks ago in Austin, Texas. Oh, like uh, and this this mutual friend uh, was uh, reminding me that the hot spot, the place to go these days, Mollywood, is Tulum, Mexico. Which is so interesting because I feel like Tulum, Mexico is a huge hot spot. I mean, it's like been consistently a hot huge spot, hot but spot. I yep. bet Not new. that it's... I bet it's no, I bet it's rehotting. And I and I was like, oh, Tulum. Like, okay, yeah, I need to write that down. That that's good. And he was explaining, like, yeah, it's a little less populated, got some nicer beaches, et cetera. And then this weekend, Saturday Night Live, I don't even remember what part of a sketch, but somebody just like throw away reference to like going to Tulum. And and they were playing like an ultra hipster, like you know, New Yorker person. I'm like, oh, we we need to, you know, as the paper of record of things, we need yep. to acknowledge Tulum, Mexico is absolutely a thing. Yeah. It, okay. It seems like, oh my God, look at this. Yeah. The culturetrip.com reasons you should visit Tulum, Mexico, the ultimate packing list, Tulum's party scene. Mm-hmm. Why is everyone traveling to Tulum? <laughs> I mean- so, if it's you're going to Cabo, folks, sorry, you're not cool anymore. It's it like yeah. had definitely been a thing a few years ago. And I feel like that's where all my friends were going because they were like, no one goes there. No one knows about it. And it's awesome. Yeah, and then it right. got too crowded. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, oh, no one goes to Tulum anymore. But then the the pandemic seems to have reinvigorated Tulum. And now it's like all over the place, at least on the internet. The question is, 
is there a next Tulum yet? Right. Right. Because that's the way these things go is it gets, like you said, it gets too well-known, gets too overpopulated. Oh, nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Ha, ha, ha. But what's the next one? We all go yeah. to whatever the next place is. Briefly, it was Sayulita, I can mm-hmm. tell you. Mm-hmm. And then now Sayulita still kind of a big thing, but kind of crowded. But I guess Tulum is back. Tulum is back, baby. Tulum is amazing. I mean, go there. You'll love it. Nobody's going to be mad. It's got the cenotes, like the like caves that you can swim in and stuff. Oh, it's amazing. I wonder if Bacalar is going to be a place. Keep an eye on Bacalar, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Just note also, that. Also, Northern Lights, people. <laughs> in Tulum, if the solar winds are right, apparently. Probably. Probably. I texted my cousin who lives in Alaska and I was like, hey, are you getting? He's like, stop. He's like, I'm not even there right now. I'm in Hawaii to see the great big ball of sun in the sky and not at night. And he's like, all my friends just are nonstop sending me pictures. And I was like, I'll be right there. Uh, That's amazing. That's pretty Uh, awesome. So yeah, if you uh, are in Tulum, send us an email. Uh, (laughs) If you are in the next Tulum, let us know where it is. Feedback at it's a thing.me. Um, all right. My next thing is just designed to tweak Tom because I mm-hmm. love to bring these health trends to Tom and have him, <laughs> and have him get mad about him. I am. I have an open mind as I always do at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so continuous blood glucose monitors. Yeah, that's on CNET. I already don't trust it. Conti- oh, <laughs> oh, harsh. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm going to find a a news article about it. Continuous glucose monitors are a thing. And I do not mean that these are a thing for diabetics. Ah, okay. I was like, there's nothing wrong with glucose monitoring. A lot of people need to do that. Like, that makes sense. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Now I see where we're going. Go ahead. Carry on. Carry on. Yes. Blood sugar monitors, in fact, uh, far from being the useful device that keeps people like (laughs) my mom sure. and my friend Lindsay yep. from dying mm-hmm. because it uh, monitors their blood sugar in a more consistent ongoing way. They are in fact, uh, in the words of fortune magazine, <laughs> trendy wearables. It's feeling a little, little uh, gluten-y to me right now, right? <laughs> like gluten allergies, an like, absolutely real thing that some people have gluten allergies, also a thing that a lot of people find it trendy to claim they have, even if they don't, that doesn't mean it's not real, but some people are on the bandwagon. Is that what we're talking about here? So in line with tracking your counting your macros uh-huh. and hacking your metabolism, yeah. which is a big one, yeah. is this idea of uh, kind of blood sugar management as a weight loss strategy, which frankly okay. makes sense. Like mm-hmm. that's, you know, kind of, and so people are trying to figure out, there's this thing called carb cycling where people try to like alternate low carb days with high carb days. And, you know, kind of like it's all part of this like metabolism hacking thing, but yes, continuous glucose monitors and wearing them as a way to try to track the impact of different foods on your body Mm-hmm. is a freaking thing i i'm neutral about that like just tracking your glucose as yeah, a way fine. to tell like oh what is effect what effect is my diet having on my glucose levels can be very informative if interpreted responsibly and correctly 
which you should do in consultation with a doctor, right? You know, you, when you go to your general practitioner, you know, you can say like, hey, what about these CGM devices? You know, what can I learn from them? How do I make best use of them? I think that's fine. I, I'm neutral on that. When you start getting into the carb cycling and stuff is when I, my hackles start getting raised. They're like, okay, but is that real? Does that have any evidence behind it? But I, I don't hate this. I don't hate this no. as an like as an information collector. It's it's more like well, what are you going to do with that information where it could be good or bad? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the average person doesn't necessarily. It, it's very much like um, wearables, right? Where you're like a sleep tracking or yeah, something. right. It's just like okay, but what does this data do for yeah. you? Now, what is interesting is that it's also being combined with like Ozempic and various drugs that are, but. I think that this mm-hmm. might be one of those cases where, like, look, we know that nutritional research is a mess. Like, the the food pyramid, <laughs> right, that we grew up on is absurd. And so I'm really open to the idea that we don't know that much about the interaction of, like, hormones and metabolism mm-hmm. to the extent that we should. And that actually there's probably a lot of benefit in everybody le- eating like a diabetic in some way, like that blood sugar, like they do know that kind of more stable blood sugar, it, you're less hungry. You have, you know, less sort of ups and downs in terms of mood. Yeah. And, and what I, what I would say with glucose monitors compared to sleep tracking is sleep tracking. We don't really know what the data means. Glucose monitors, like we don't even know what data we're collecting really it's like is tossing turning a good measure or a bad measure is is our REM sleep what does REM sleep actually mean or is glucose like monitoring the amount of glucose in your blood is pretty rock solid like you could know yeah. like hey that that is a real number that means something this isn't a like i don't know we're measuring this thing we don't know what it means how you apply it next is what you're talking about which is I don't know if everybody needs to eat like a diabetic or not, but yeah, too much glucose in your bloodstream is not good. Too little is not good. Trying to figure out what your right balance, what your right cycle is. That's where you need some expert help. I think. Exactly. Totally. And there, and there's starting to be a lot more companies that bundle this nutrition advice based on your metrics in terms of blood sugar. And probably I bet, I'm sure that that advice comes down to a lot of the same thing, right? Stay away from simple sugars mm-hmm. that can spike your blood sugar, blood sugar and then leave you with a crash, right? Like fiber, yeah, yeah. long, long sort of acting. There's some word for it that I can't think of right now, but things that prolong the kind of release of insulin and keep your blood sugar more stable for longer are generally considered good. And oh, I, I hadn't even thought that about too. that part of it, right? Like this could tell you like, oh, when I ate that really fibrous muffin, Suddenly mm-hmm. my glucose balanced out. It wasn't exactly. that I shouldn't eat the sugar. It's that I need to eat this other thing. Yeah. It could be really right. helpful with stuff like I that. I think it's actually really interesting. Yeah. And also though, like <laughs> all of that is totally true. And I'm like, oh yeah, I I, the, I could see the base case for this and the science makes sense to me. And also I just keep seeing like Instagram mount models with these CGMs on their arms. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's like, that's the thing part of it. Like, I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. As a as a health improvement, because right. our health system is stupid and we need to do more prevention. And also, <laughs> it's just a thing. Yeah, a thing and it's also doing. just They're a like, thing. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty into like. Uh, I'm pretty in the quantified oh, this? self. That's my CGM. My CGM. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's doing it. It's a Hermes <laughs> CGM. <laughs> <laughs> I 
got like a special, like a special tracker thingy for it. Whatever. <laughs> I'm with Saray. Saray's like, I wish there was a thyroid hormone monitor. I'm, yes. Same for me. Like I, I have to take uh, levothyroxine to to balance out my thyroid uh, levels. And if I had a monitor that could like pinpoint that, I mean, it works pretty good, but it is a little bit like shooting in the dark, yeah. right? I, mean, I would love the that. More- the more I get to the age of discussion of perimenopause and the hormonal changes that happen in our bodies, like the more I'm like, why isn't there this for everything? Yeah. Like there should be a continuous hormone monitor that's like, oh, yeah, it turns out. And and thyroid apparently can be a part of it. Like when you start to have these like late life hormonal changes, thyroid is all different. <laughs> or or different, all your life. <laughs> well, yeah, or all your life. Either exactly. one. Either one. Yeah. I mean, hormones are such indicators of so many things. Anyway, I just think yeah. this is like... No, absolutely. I, I, and I feel like there's a lot of opportunity around stick a thing, you know. Yeah, great. Monitor everything. I And I don't mind the models popularizing them if there's a really good thing you can point to and say, and that's the responsible way to do it. Yeah, wear it because it's trendy, but use it this way. Um, that's the part where I'm not... I'm, I don't know that we have that for continuous glucose monitors. We would need that for anything else we track. Um but well, if you get like, that part of it, I think get, it's great. It's just to get skinny. <laughs> I, I, I even don't mind if that's what gets somebody interested in it. If they yeah. then get directed into using it responsibly and start to realize like, oh, it's not about being skinny. It's about being healthy. Like that could be a good gateway into getting someone healthier. But that part of the infrastructure doesn't seem like it's constructed yet. Probably not. No. Probably not. But it's a thing. Either way. Uh, well, you will probably want to wear your CGM to the arcade bar the next time somebody has a big party <laughs> because arcade <laughs> bars, uh, they're not new. They've been around for a long time, uh, but I have had so many people either invite me to an event at an arcade bar or talk about uh, going to someone's birthday party, engagement party at an arcade arcade bars absolutely at peak millennial thing. It's usually folks younger than me like, oh yeah, and then we're going to get together at an arcade bar. Uh, It's just, you know, it's like one of the elements that are in party planning now. That's so fun. And I have been to one in LA. I think that one just maybe recently opened in Oakland and oh my God, you're so right. And that's awesome. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I went to one for a birthday party in Austin recently that uh, was an arcade and cider bar. So they, they made their own cider uh, and, and had it available along with like a soda fountain for people who didn't drink alcohol. uh, And then just an arcade filled with video games and pinball and all kinds of cool stuff. So you're telling me that there was an arcade bar with cider in Austin, Texas. Right. Was there, was there a thing vortex above yeah. it? <laughs> and it was just covered in thing. Did the, did the rainbow bridge just end yes, there? The rainbow exactly. bridge of thingness? Yes, it did. It absolutely did. <laughs> That's amazing. And the person with the handlebar mustache <laughs> serving me exactly. my cider said, welcome to the rainbow bridge. I mean... <laughs> oh wow i mean i think thingdom confirmed obviously yeah. oh, oh, wow oh wow, by wow. the way uh rich straffolino say then the topo chico flood ended the world uh <laughs> they served topo chico at that bar i mean of course of course <laughs> should go without saying but just confirm <laughs> oh that is phenomenal wow 
Side thing well, on this uh, is bowling. I've had uh, people in the Gen X, the older crowd, doing the bowling thing. Really? Yeah. Good. Yeah, bowling is back. Hell. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I am all about that. That's outstanding. Hey, while you were in Texas, did you or not Texas? Actually, just Austin. Did you have any uh, plantains? I did. <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> yes, I totally This makes did. me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. It was like some Cuban breakfast, something with plantains. Yes. It's too bad that it was probably too chilly there for people to be in short sleeves, because I bet you would have seen CGMs all over the place, too. Yes, I totally would have. Uh, this plantain may spike my CGM. <laughs> exactly. But it's like a little less sugary. You know, they're more... Uh, <laughs> right, right. Well, they are pretty starchy. Anyway, plantains... <laughs> Are a thing. I'm just like starting to see plantains all over the place for some reason. Like just people looking for a different kind of thing. There's an article that's like 22 from February 7th, last month. 22 plantain recipes that prove you should always have the fruit on hand. They're just for some reason right now. And they're, it's, I think because they've been considered underrated, they're now coming up. You can have plantain salads and tacos and i mean they're great i don't know you know for people who haven't had them plantains are delicious but i don't know why i'm just all of a sudden starting everyone's to talking about plantains over. yeah mm-hmm. no i I've, I've i've noticed that too uh i'm only sad that it wasn't the arcade bar that was serving the plantains god that would have been the greatest <laughs> that would have been amazing thing yeah ever that would have been the absolute greatest because they had pizza they had bespoke pizza and it was like you know they had some fun flavors like it's um um oh, i'm trying to remember <laughs> not avocado um Artichoke, you know, artichoke mm. with uh, free range chicken, whatever. Like, I'm surprised they didn't have plantains. I'm, I'm kind of am too. In fact, I, I want to look up the arcade bars menu online just to make sure that they. I'm don't doing exist. that right now, <laughs> just <laughs> in case it. I missed it. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's just sort of one of those like I can't even exactly pinpoint. There's just sort of the vague shimmer of awareness in my brain that plantains have been appearing more places. I remember somebody talking about plantains like, like, Oh, I've been eating so many more plantains. No, nope, no plantains on the, uh, on the, the pizzas. Oh, well, just womp artichoke, womp. spinach, kalamata, olive, and feta. I mean, plantain crisps and chips. Definitely. Uh, Sir TW are oh, yeah. common. Those I see a lot, mm-hmm. but yeah, I must I just feel like, I, I wish I could even remember. Like this is one of those things where I'm like, I don't, I don't even have any proof. I just know it. Just trust me. It's been ten years of this pepperoni and me. honey. Ew! <laughs> Come on. <laughs> See, that's the thing about Austin. Austin is a tryhard. Just enough with you, Austin. Just- Rich is typing all caps. Honey on pizza no. is a thing in Cleveland. Wow. No. Just relax, Cleveland. Just stick just to putting out. plantains on a pizza first, for goodness just sake. Sit down, oh, yes. Please. Oh, yes, Shannon Kay. It is, in fact, local honey. <laughs> that is specified. It is Texas drizzle. <laughs> Look, maybe I'm just too old for Austin now, but just shut up. Oh. Nice town. Nice yeah. town. Real nice. Uh, we have a thing follow up, do we not? 
We do. We have a thing follow up. I just got so excited when I saw this on the internet because uh, there was <laughs> a tweet storm. But side note: I'm noticing that there are these kind of amazing. It's almost like um, checking, fact checking, Chat GPT or something. Like people who actually know how to interpret scientific papers are coming along and being like, "Hey." There was this paper that went viral or this headline about scientific research. And it turns out I read the underlying research and it said the exact opposite thing. Uh huh. So this thread went viral uh, a couple of days ago and it was about cold plunges mm-hmm. and cold immersion. It had 4.3 million views and it was by a guy named Andrew Huberman, PhD. And it said a two minute cold immersion to the neck and five 30 second cold showers per week led to a significant reduction in abdominal fat and waist circumference in the men in this study. Oh, wow. Also, multiple psychological improvements related to stress and well being. Nice. So, there, Tom. Time for cold plunges. Research, yeah. except that then this guy, health nerd, who's an epidemiologist, was like, well, turns out the paper showed precisely. The opposite of that. <laughs> so what is, is it a is it a, a situation where they read the hypothesis as the result? Like we tested to see if these kinds of cold plunges uh, reduced body fat and and stabilized psychology. And then he stopped and was like, oh, they must have found out it did. It more than that, they like <clears throat> didn't. The study says nothing about whether cold immersion improves health because the authors literally did not analyze that question. They ran a comparative trial, but they didn't compare the groups at the end of it. So they don't know. No. <laughs> so like <laughs> they talked to some guys who had health improvements, but they don't know why. And then they didn't compare those health improvements to the guys in the control group. They just <laughs> they just were like, this is a this is it. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, it's a nice long thread about how the the reporting on the paper vis-a-vis randomized trial results mm-hmm. was fairly nonsensical. A cold water exposure can be recommended as an addition to routine military training regimens is the conclusion <laughs> is the actual conclusion of the paper. <laughs> That it so may you- contribute to uh, psychological resilience and reduction in anxiety. That's that's what the paper says it found. That's what it actually says. So it could be that you lost uh, fat around your waist because of basic training. Because you're in military training. <laughs> Duh. Or, <laughs> or cold shower. I don't know. Those military meals are pretty pretty hearty. Uh, definitely one of those. Yeah. Definitely one of those. One or the other. Science yeah. just can't say. <laughs> oh, that's science amazing. Thing. That it's is fantastic. Awesome. Pretty awesome. Uh, let's get to your amazing things. Feedback at it's a thing. Me, Michael wrote in with some clarification on the chosen. I totally misinterpreted the Economist article, and thank you for the gentle corrections on this. Uh, Michael said, "Wanted to help you out before your next dinner party." The Chosen is filmed in Texas, but is set in the first century Judea, the time of Jesus. So when I was saying, oh, it's it's set in modern Texas, totally wrong. That was my fault. Uh, Michael says, as a non-evangelical Christian who has rolled my eyes at other Christian TV, I think it's really good, by the way. Um, and yeah, uh, I've mentioned it to a few other people. are like, oh, yeah, my mom and dad definitely watch that. Definitely have oh, seen that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, definitely a thing. And Good clarification. I have and thanks also the- to Marlon who sent in a similar note. Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. Check. Although 
that in present day Texas would be kind of interesting. Now I want to um, see that. I know, version. right? Now yeah. I'm like, okay, well, as long as you're at it, just make a new one. There's the whole blasphemy thing or whatever. Let's move on. Matt Bat wrote in and said the first time uh, Matt Bat sent this in on the origins of being a stan hmm. and says the first time I heard the, the term stan referring to superfans was from Tom Merritt and I thought he was saying stands. Mm-hmm. I recently heard from some podcast that Stan is derived from Eminem's song about a super fan called Stan. Having listened to Stan recently, I'm not sure if I ever want to be called a member of a Stan. In short, Stan writes letters to Eminem, and when he doesn't get a reply, he kills himself and his pregnant girlfriend by driving the car into a lake. The song has a good hook, and it was popular in spite of its dark contacts, contents way back 22 years ago. Yeah, this is a great example of how language works, right? This song comes out. Someone jokingly refers to someone as being so obsessed they're like Stan from Eminem. People start calling really like over-the-top fans Stans. And then eventually people not realizing the connection to where it came from just start calling everyone who's a fan a Stan because it rhymes with fan. Nice. Yeah. It's just a nice thing. Yeah. And its roots are from that dark Eminem song. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean that anymore unless you start making it mean that again. Yeah, no way. Yeah. Uh, ben from Lubbock, Texas wrote in with the return of a TV thing. I apologize if y'all have talked about this, but is Columbo a thing now? I feel like I've seen a lot of people posting about it online. I gather the connection is from Poker Face, but I've less buzz for that show. Uh, and Peacock added the Columbo back catalog, which is brilliant for Peacock. Everyone was talking about Poker Face being similar to Columbo, so they put Columbo on Peacock where people were watching Poker Face. Genius. Oh, really? Genius. That's so funny. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to watch Poker Face, clearly. It's not, like, it's, it's an easy watch. That's it's, what I need. It's better than what you're, you're looking at it like, okay, I know where this is going. And then by the end, you're like, yeah, I knew where it was going, but it was really fun. Did you watch Only Murders in the Building? This I did. Is my- current thing that mm-hmm. i just finished watching and i yeah. thought it was hysterical. I, honestly the podcast tropes alone yeah totally right yeah for some of us were made the whole thing worthwhile but poker face shares a little like there's a corner of the venn diagram that overlaps where it's like oh yeah i kind of know where only murders in the building is probably gonna go but it's so well done and so fun that you just enjoy it and it yeah. doesn't have to be like traumatic like <laughs> the last of us <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> which i also love don't get me wrong but uh, that's not an easy watch that's not a like let's just relax and have fun watch yeah that's a never gonna watch that watch <clears throat> is what that is all right kevin wrote in to call a thing a thing oh hey oh bowling is a thing yes kevin thank you <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's very rare to get thing formation in real time. You see it in commercials and hear of parties at bowling centers. Coincidence that mullets are here again? You decide. No coincidences in bowling, Kevin. No, that's great. Uh, yes. So I'm not uh, imagining it. Yeah. God. That's awesome. Uh, that's thank you, incredible. Kevin. Send us your uh, bowling Absolutely. party pictures, everyone. Feedback at it's a thing.me. Craig wrote in with a proposal for a show thing. This is dumb, but I have to scratch this itch to get the thought out of my head. I humbly propose that any boomerang thing that comes back around shall henceforth be referred to as a boomer thang. <laughs> or possibly boomer thrang. <laughs> I'm dying. 
I know. I think you laughed so loud, Zoom muted you. (laughs) I did. I know I did that like the silent laugh that like they can't breathe. Uh (gasps) Oh, that's incredible. Uh, Craig, you get us. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Boomer thing. Get us. That's incredible. Um, other Others of you who get us are patrons. <laughs> we know you get us because you keep on supporting us at the shout out level, which is where we give you a custom shout out every week in thanks for your generous support at Patreon, patreon.com slash it's a thing. This week's, you know, I'm surprised this is taking us this long, but I'm proud of us for not doing this when it was the bandwagon thing, but for waiting mm-hmm, a minute. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Today's shoutouts are based on asking ChatGPT to create a needlessly complicated 90s romantic comedy about the shoutout patrons. This is genius. We have found another use for ChatGPT. Is incredible. See, probably the only use since apparently it lies about everything. If you don't understand, if you're new to the show, which you might be, the patrons at the top level, I mean, the patrons all, all over, uh, take a part of our day and make it less stressful. Because not only do they justify us spending this time having a whole lot of fun talking about this stuff, but then we're actually able to like not stress about one or two other things later on in our week because (laughs) you're funding the show. So thank every one of you who is a patron and the patrons at the shout out level are supporting at the highest level. So they get the little extra perk of being worked into a complicated 90s romantic comedy about the shout out patrons. Are you following? Yeah. Because I am. Oh, I can't wait to see how this story ends. Shall we? Let's Here do we it. Go. In Love in the 90s, a group of old high school friends reunite for their 10-year reunion. Morris Jones, a successful Wall Street banker, mm-hmm. reconnects with his former flame, the free-spirited artist, Gabrielle Cohen. Meanwhile, Benjamin Forrest, a struggling writer, finds himself falling for Lee Price, a high-powered lawyer who has no time for love. Mm -mm. Kevin Sill is a successful but jaded businessman Mm -mm. who is dealing with a difficult divorce. He meets Lee Price at a business conference, and they strike up a friendship. As the group navigates their complicated love lives, they also deal with other personal struggles. Eric Duncan, a washed-up rock star, grapples with his fading fame and turns to alcohol to cope. Jake Woods, a recently divorced father, struggles to reconnect with his daughter while also trying to start a new relationship with his old high school crush, Laura Abel. Andrew Bradley, a successful doctor, finds himself drawn to Miranda Janelle, a quirky veterinarian who challenges him to step out of his comfort zone. Joe Hood, a small-town cop, secretly pines for his best friend, Louis St. Amour, Mm. who is unaware of Joe's feelings. Mm. And Mike Akins, the class clown, Mm. tries to win over the heart of James C. Smith, the school's uptight principal. (laughs) (laughs) Through their trials and tribulations, the group discovers that love in the 90s may be complicated, but it's also worth fighting for. In the end... They all find their happily ever after in unexpected ways with Morris and Gabriel, Benjamin and Lee, Eric and Laura, Andrew and Miranda Janelle, Joe and Lewis and Mike and James, all finding love and happiness. Oh, producer's note, ChatGPT left out Kevin Sill and Jake Woods at the end. So apparently they did not find love or We're so sorry, Kevin and Jake. We're so so sorry. Also, we're sorry if any of this made you awkwardly uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> poor eric duncan 
<laughs> washed up rock star. Grapples with his fading fame. Eric, you're famous to us. Don't turn to the bottle. Your fame is permanent. Alcohol is not the answer. God, that's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I like this one. I, I want to see uh, space battles. I want to see a Western. I want to see all the genres. This is amazing. Yeah, Every bit of it. Thank you, patrons. Seriously, patreon.com slash it's a thing is where you can support the show and make sure that it stays on the air. Plus, join us in our Discord where we record live and chat with patrons week after week and an ad free RSS feed. You can also support the show by buying continuous glucose monitors through our affiliate links. <laughs> Look for those and other things in the show notes at our shopping page. It's a thing dot me slash shop. And also don't forget to email us your things. Those are good feedback at it's a thing dot me. So good. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.